everyone. Welcome back. Um, we're really excited today to have Teresa Wasilowski from um, Doso here. She's going to tell us a little bit about her role and then one of her students that she works with, Priya Condry, here. So um, we're going to get right into the thing today. We're going to talk a lot about um, what Teresa does. I, I don't want to say it because it's so exciting. Um, so Teresa, tell us about your role. Awesome. Yeah. So I am technically, my title is the coordinator of student activities um, in the Dean of Students office. So what that is comprised of is managing the campus activities, student activities on this campus. So my main role, I would say, is to be the advisor to the campus activities team. Um, and we'll talk more about what the campus activities team is, I'm sure, a little bit later. Um, but that is the main programming board, the largest student organization, I would say, on campus that programs about two to three events per week, sometimes more. Um, in addition to that, I coordinate other campus activities, student activities that are more large scale in conjunction with other departments. So if someone wants to partner with the Dean of Students office on a student activity, um, I'm typically the person from our office that gets put on that activity. So a great example of that is the Wayne State 100, um, or is it 200? No, 450. Centennial? Yeah. Yeah. I think it was 150. It was 150. Oh my gosh. Wow. That was a year and a half ago. So um, sitting on that committee to help make that um, celebration happen, um, recording the student activities for it. So stuff like that, um, working with other departments to make a calendar of student activities, um, any type of collaborations across campus that relate to activities for our students. But really what, like, what you often see, what students see from your guys' team is called CAT. So like you send out a lot of things in relations to CAT. CAT, which I don't remember seeing the acronym CAT a lot until recently this year. Is that a new thing that, or no, it's always been called CAT? It's always been called CAT from what I understand. So I've only been in this role for about um, a year and a half. So it's hard to speak completely on the past, but it was always been campus activities team shortened to CAT. Um, I think this year we rebranded our logo to be uh, CAT okay. with Campus Activities Team written underneath it that's, um, that's because why, yeah. we because we use it in passing and just to abbreviate our name like everything else on campus. Um, so we wanted to make sure our logo was abbreviated as well. So that's probably why you see it a little yeah. more because our logo is new. Higher education loves abbreviations. <laughs> it is something that annoys I think, freshmen and newcomers constantly. Yes, like, sure. Please tell me the full name of the department and everything you do, because we we tend to use PAL for peer assisted learning. Yeah. It just it fits well. Um, so how did you kind of become a campus activities coordinator? What did your path look like? Kind of figuring out that role. For me, that was one of the first jobs I was kind of interested in when I even thought about working in higher education because I loved things like day camp. And I had large scale activities. I was like, yeah, let's do um, capture the flag for all of campus. So what did that path kind of look like for you? Yeah, so I think like even in high school, I really loved student leadership and camp, uh, student council, um, that kind of thing. But I didn't know what I wanted to do in college like almost every other college student. So um, my freshman year of college, I got involved with student government um, at Michigan State University. So that's where I went for my undergrad. And I just loved the student government there. We did a lot of programming and like the legislative 
campus advocacy um, things that student or student governments do. Uh, and with that, I found student affairs. So we had advisors um, and different people who worked with us from the student affairs department and connected with them as mentors. And they really helped me to understand that like you can work directly with students, advise them on leadership, advise them on event planning, um, and go get your master's and study different theories related to student development and like student organizations and organizational development. So by sophomore year of college, I was like, yep, that's what I'm gonna do. Um, so then I went to Texas A&M and because of my student government experience, I always really wanted to be in the student government side of things or like the campus activity side of things because I just enjoyed planning large scale programs. I enjoyed being around students and advising a student organization is what I wanted to do. Um, even in undergrad, I advised our class councils. I don't know how I got the, the role of that, but it's such a cool experience being an undergrad and I advised, as a sophomore, I advised the senior class council, um, which led to some really interesting conversations with like accountability with seniors as a sophomore, um, but aside. So I went to Texas A&M and they have assistantships um, and advice I was given that I always give my students now is never go to school for a higher ed degree without it being paid for. So whether it's an assistantship or some sort of internship that also pays for you to go to school and give you a stipend. Um, and so that's really why I chose Texas A&M. And I was a housing director. So I advised or I oversaw a facility, two facilities actually, um, and advised the RAs and supervised them really in those roles. And from there, I knew I kind of, my first year, because grad school was two years, my second year, I knew I wanted to get out of housing because I just, I loved it. I have a lot of respect for it, but there's a lot of responsibility um, that a hall director takes on when they are managing hundreds of students in their building all day, every day, and they live with them, right? Because hall directors typically live in the buildings. And that just was not for me. I take on way too much responsibility for people in that setting. So I wanted to get into the student union, student programming side of things. And I did by working with the um, student union at Texas A&M, which there's called the um, Campus Program Office. And I got to advise a small student group that planned a conference every year. Then I knew from there oh, I wanted so many, yeah, yeah. so many things. So from there I knew I just wanted to go into campus activities. And when I was applying for jobs, I found Wayne State, knew I wanted to be back in Metro Detroit, and this job was open, so I am so lucky to have it. Very cool. I think about that all the time. Yeah, very cool. I think it's um, it's so important to know like you can work in lots of different areas and student success and student affairs and government and housing. And it's all still connected. Like it's all still very, very connected. So Priya, uh, what do you do kind of at Wayne State and with campus activities teams? So um, my first two years, like I really didn't spend my time in student activities or just participating in any of the activities that were out there on campus. Um, I was just always at like classes or studying or doing some research or like volunteering at a hospital because I'm a pre-med student. Mm -hmm. So I really wanted, I didn't do um, things to enjoy actually. It was just all, almost like, oh, I have to do things just because I have to build my resume, all that stuff. But um, my third year, I was like, oh my God, my college experience is so bad. I didn't, I didn't 
learn anything. I didn't do anything. And I wanted to um, join CAT um, because I knew it was something that like I could really enjoy. So I applied um, and I got the position of Vice President um, of Recruitment and Retention and I'm really thankful for that. Thank you for choosing me, Teresa. But, um, yeah, so uh, what I learned um, when I joined CAT, I did things that I thought I was never going to do and experienced the best things uh, um, on campus. For example, we did the ropes course events la last week and I, I'm really scared of heights, but I just got really excited and I, I did it. And um, two weeks back, we had a hypnotist come in. But it's a it's a crazy story. Yeah. Were you on stage? No, I was not on oh, stage. Okay. <laughs> I wanted to be on stage, but he told me I couldn't because I was too nervous for it. So I was like, oh. I was I felt sad. I I sat back down and I was like, yeah, I was watching the show, but I got hypnotized by being in the audience. Oh my god! I did. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't know how it happened, but right when he told everyone to relax, I was relaxing with them. <laughs> But then it was really crazy. I don't know. I, so were you doing the things that everyone was doing on stage, like in the audience? Yeah, I, I was like, oh, maybe I'm not going to get in. I was just like trying to see what what could happen. And I was just imitating everyone on stage. And I was like, <laughs> and breathing in and out. And so stuff. you were part of the show. I, I was. I really was. And I got hypnotized. And I, I whatever I did. After that is history. If you're not gonna talk about it, okay. <laughs> Fair, but um, when the recorder is off, I have some questions for you. <laughs> no, um, but anyways, but that experience, um, they all were really scared okay. of, of what happened that day. But they all took care of me, cat people, nice. and now I can call them my family, like my best friends, because um, the way they take care of me. And like, um, it was just by accident that I, I applied to CAP, but now it's something that I'm, I really don't wanna like, you know, go out of, it's, it's, it's become my family. Um, so yeah, um, I joined CAT because I wanted to come out of that pre-med zone and um, it taught me a lot of like socializing skills and it taught me how to like um, basically uh, create an event and all the technical skills behind it. Like um, I didn't know how um, you could actually create an event. It's, it's, it, it just amazes me how much I learned just in like six months. Yeah. So I didn't know how to like, um, for example, like we have these event uh, forms that we have to create um, and there's so much um, that goes behind when we plan some activities for students and all of these things I learned just in uh, the span of six months and I, I I don't think I would have learned all these skills if I weren't part of CAT. Mm -hmm. um, plus um, I learned how to like do surveys and stuff and I learned how to take um, criticism from people like oh they say oh this event is bad and then we go behind the logistics of, of what, went, what went wrong with it and then we um, we take in that feedback and then we improve our events in the future so um it's i feel like every student needs to have this kind of leadership um, platform um so they can rise um out of their comfort zone and actually um, learn something new um this is like my principle for everything, but um, right 
like when I go to a classroom and I sit there and I answer all the questions, I'm not learning anything. But when I go to a classroom and I like just sit there and listen to the teacher and listen to everybody around, that tells me I'm learning something because I don't know anything about that topic, mm -hmm. even to speak about it. So that kind of excites me and that's what Kat did for me. Yeah, what an amazing experience. Yeah. Yeah. So have you seen um, like the benefit or like being part of CAT? Has that affected like your academics or and how you approach maybe classes or being a student in lecture? Um, it really helped me focus and listen. Um, for example, like my coordinators or Teresa, my colleagues and everyone. Um, so they have a lot of ideas and they want to share it. But then a lot of the times, like we don't listen, to, we don't want to listen to what the other person is saying. We just want to say our thing and it's just like, you know, calm down after that. But like, um, I feel like um, that listening is very important and that's when ideas are like brought to the table and that's when we do amazing things. Um, so even in classes, you want to listen to the professor, obviously, um, and you want to listen to what the other students are saying and their uh, take on the subject, whatever it is. Um, I think that's that's what I learned from Kat in terms of like how I can use it towards my academics. But um, I would say I learned a lot of like um, not academics wise, but when I go out into the field, like when I actually get a job somewhere, mm -hmm. I know how to manage things now. I know how to talk to someone. I know how to communicate with a higher person. Um, it's It taught me like a lot of um, professional skills. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah. Cool. And well, this is a question for Teresa. When you were going through all of your student leadership I mean, that led you to your job. So what are some things that, as advisors or people who work with students, like, what are some of the things that were told to you? Or even Priya, what are some things that people have said to you that make you feel, like, empower you as a leader, as a student leader, opposed to, you know, not empowering you? I would say something that I've always learned is giving people responsibility and sharing leadership tasks with others because then it gives them ownership of something and then they feel like they're a part of the group and then they can essentially accomplish something within the group. I learned that like freshman year of high school from just a senior and she told me right after I was elected as president of the student council, she was for freshmen, she was like, hey, like these people ran against you for president and they didn't get the role, but like you need to go call all these people and you have these responsibilities on your plate now why don't you ask X, Y, and Z to help you with those tasks so that they feel like they can also contribute to the organization. And they clearly showed interest in the organization by running for the position against you. So I've always taken that to heart and I think I try and instill that with in-campus activities team and we have such a leadership, like our chart, we have like leadership chart, I don't know. Um, we always call it a ladder, which I think is so yeah. silly, but it is a leadership ladder. We have a president of the campus activities team, then we have five vice presidents, and then each vice president has about two to four coordinators underneath them, and then underneath the coordinators are our general body members. So we really try to instill ownership with title, um, but also responsibility, and encourage that shared accountability for the common goal. 
so I hope that that's what I can instill in my students is that they feel like they're always accomplishing something, they're always working towards something, um, and that they, and then once they're in leadership position, they learn how to delegate, right? Yeah. I definitely learned that from Teresa this year, um, especially with delegating tasks to my coordinators. Um, we always, it doesn't occur to me that I'm always like the vice president in charge, in charge of the recruitment retention team. It's just that like we share everything together and we're all part of a team rather than um, just that ladder of, you know, the superiority that the title has. We don't have that within us. It's just that like we share our responsibility and we work together. Um, plus, um, that's another thing I want to like, um, like focus on when I go out again. Um, and I want to be able to te teach it like to other people like Teresa does right now. Mm -hmm. Um, and next year when my coordinators apply to become a vice president, they, they all, they've learned these skills. They've worked with me and they worked with like the higher up and they know how to do all these tasks because they're not just coordinators. They do everything together. I think that's great. I love collaboration. That's a big part of what I do. And I think just inviting more people, making things less exclusive, and just you never know who's going to show up and help. And sometimes we assume that people don't want to or their interests or their job is too different. But what I think is a lot of us do very similar things and we just don't realize it a mm -hmm. lot of the time. So as someone who works in retention and recruitment. I heard this question today at a meeting with a lot of um, WSU staff members, and they asked, they posed this question to student leaders on campus, and I'd kind of like to ask you the same thing. How do you think that we as staff who create events and are constantly looking to recruit students for programs, classes, different positions and events, how or what is the best way to reach undergrad students? Okay, um, I think every student is busy, and I think every student has a job. Nowadays, they have like one or two jobs, and they have other commitments, um, if not. So um, if when we're creating programs or when we're um, thinking of um, what, what is the word, recruiting people, um, we have to like think about what um, they like within that program and we have to attract them so we have to have that attracting um, factor um, which I think would be like um, it could be a leadership position um, that helps them um, that actually gives them some pay or something I mean it doesn't have to be always like oh you have to give a stipend to the, to the student but it just has to be something that helps with their um, tuition or like academics or even like um, marketing as in like oh you gain all these leadership skills will tell them like oh oh I'll, I'll gain all these leadership skills by going there so I think marketing in that way would be better um, but it is hard for students it is hard for staff like to recruit um, those students but like it's I feel like with a lot of effort and with a lot of like it's it's a strategy we're trying to figure that out too um, because it's hard to retain members in our team though they want to volunteer they might ha they might not have the time to attend our general body meetings mm -hmm. so what we do instead is like oh we give them that leeway you can, you don't have to attend the general body meetings but um, at least do volunteers for this many hours per semester yeah. so um, we give them the flexibility and that's another thing that students look look to.
Yeah, I think that's what you should do. Yes, more more flexibility for yeah. sure, and more carrots, mm -hmm. like stipends or. It's important for access. Yeah. I mean, if we want student leader, we know our campus is so diverse and so many students are doing so many things and have so many different jobs. Like, if you want to provide students the opportunity, we know student leadership opportunities are so important for student success um, on a college campus. So if we're not able to provide them stipends or make them student assistants, then mm -hmm. they're not going to do it. And right. that's not fair. So then, then our leadership body becomes less diverse because only a certain set of people are able to fill those roles. I mean, I'm just a huge advocate for, you know, hey, some, students. yeah, essentially yeah. too. I think student employment, there's lots of studies out there today that say students who um, have jobs on campus are more likely to be successful, but students who have jobs maybe off campus have a harder time. It's one more place to go to. Mm -hmm. It's a job that maybe doesn't understand the rigor and the flexibility that's needed to be a student. And that's why I think carrots are important too. So yes, you're going to get paid in this role and here's a monetary or stipend value. But also, I like to offer um, meetings where I can show students how to write a resume, mm -hmm. how to write a CV. Um, Yes, I can write you a letter of recommendation, and maybe that's one thing, but I can also share some of those other professional skills that I want to give students. Or, you know what, why don't you lead professional development this month if you want to instead of me doing it, because mm -hmm. then that's a skill you can put on a CV and take with you. Um, that's actually what we um, do with our general body members, too. We uh, had... Um, we have, we're actually thinking of putting a resume building event in the next two weeks. Um, okay. So we're going to call someone from the career services yeah. to do a presentation. A um, we actually had an event for um, all the students actually last month. Was it last month? No, December. I think what it's what. Or November. We had a resume building event for all the students. But um, that's important. And um, the other thing you talked about which was I kind of presenting forgot. students presenting yeah students mm -hmm. presenting um so we have these things called um, leadership presentations um during our gbm every week um and we oh <laughs> and we try to like um bring in like um all our coordinators together and we tell them to present on something that they want to show to the general body members this way the general body members learn something new yeah. every meeting and then our coordinators get that um, leadership skill or whatever yeah awesome I love that so you guys have some fun events coming up that we want you to talk about but how do you come up with all these fun things like Frankie and I were just I don't know where we were hanging out on campus or where we were walking yeah we spent time together I love it. <laughs> so um but we saw the cat flyer for cat week yeah and Frankie was like what roller Derby? We were roller like, skating. Roller skating, yeah. We like, I, lose my, I lost what? my mind because I really wanted to go to the roller skating event. <laughs> I love to roller skate. I go to arcades like every other weekend to play pinball. So how do you, yeah, where do you find this stuff? Yeah, how do you come up with it? I don't know. It's just we try to attract the most diverse student body as possible. And we try to create like events that attract everybody. So... Yeah, Catherine came up with that event for the roller rink and the arcade game, and I think she was just like, we want something that's going to be like a huge hit and include a lot of people, and 
the arcade was a big hit when we did it for the 150th. Um, yeah. It was supposed to be outside, but then we act, it like was rainy that day, so we brought it inside and took over the whole student center. I don't know if you guys remember that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, people still talked about that. And so I think it came up in a meeting with Catherine because um, she does our study center stuff. Okay. Um, and she was like, yeah, that'd be a cool thing to do, and then we can tie it with this roller ring and yada, yada, yada. And so it's just organic sometimes, too. So this is boring. This is my coordinator brain turns on and I logistically I want to know like was it a floor that you put down for the roller rink yeah we got a vendor they put okay. down the floor they're just like tiles that they put like together a court. Mm-hmm. okay and then it was there uh, an additional insurance that was needed for that a little bit okay. but the vendor we work with takes care of all that oh, so wow. um we That's get cool. a contract we send it over to um, risk management here on campus, and he says, this is what you need, and then I send it back, I said, this is what we need, <laughs> yeah. and then we take care of it, so we have really good people that we work with, too, for large events like that. That's fantastic. I used to work in recreation, so I'm always curious oh, yeah. about events. Cool. And Andrea downstairs um, for the student center built us a whole diagram, how we were going to make it fit in the ballroom. <laughs> There's a lot and of so. pieces and a lot of people, and I don't think um, students, I, we love talking about different jobs. In positions because I didn't know that my job was a job when I was in high yeah. school, right? A lot of us come, we follow things that we like and we come into our position sometimes by accident. So I'm always interested in teaching students about different jobs out there and how things happen behind the scenes. For sure. Uh, so what do you have going on? Tell us yeah. what, what's coming up. So we have um, Catch Up With Cap. That's where we recruit people um, and we tell people about like Cap cat is and stuff and we have uh, the blanket making coming on Tuesday next week um, it's from 6 to 9 um, so we can just what movie are we playing again? Spider-Man Far From Home okay, okay. so I think that's it right while making, uh, making your blanket you can also watch the movie bring your friends is and it free? Yeah. sorry oh, it's, yeah. it's all of our events are free, free. Good. almost all of our events all, almost yeah Except for a few, because like last semester we went to um, Cedar Point, mm-hmm. um, and we had like fifteen dollar ticket tickets. Yeah, um, right. we have a really cool event coming up in is that February? Yeah, it's towards the end of this month on a Thursday. In the D, we're going to Brightly Twisted, which is a tie dye company cool. downtown. Yes, um, and so it, you'll get an f- item to tie dye, but because of the cost, we are. It has to be a ten dollar ticket for students to go. Sure. Um, and then some of our other events where the cost is higher, we um, charge about five to ten dollars, sometimes fifteen, like all weekends. Okay. Yeah. So where can we find this information? If I'm just a student and I want to know what's going on on campus, so you go to um, you literally just Google uh, campus activities team, and then uh, Wing State, and it'll show it'll go to our website, mm-hmm. and it has all the events. For the rest of the semester, I believe. Mm-hmm. Or sometimes it's just like a month. But we do pass out our flyers and put our flyers everywhere. So um, um, we also send out emails. We have an Instagram page. So it is called WSU Campus Activities. Follow us on Instagram. You get all these amazing deals. Not deals, but like, <laughs> um, you get to know about all these cool events. Um, yeah, uh, we do a lot of these wonderful things and next week not next week but two weeks from now we're also doing winter blast fest on saturday we're shuttling down to um, campus marshes fun so free shuttle down there too 
It's a free event. I mean, there's food trucks and stuff that you'll pay for. But there's going to be a free zip line, I'm pretty sure. And ice skating will be free. You just have to pay for rental. Yeah. Yeah. So that's cool. I mean, Detroit gets better every year, too, I feel like. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. And if you do want to get these tickets, you have to go to the student center, third floor, um, Doso. Mm -hmm. And that's where you get your tickets from. Um, And uh, usually the information about the event is also on the back of the ticket. So it'll tell you when the shuttle will leave and if the ticket is, um, has like any, if you need to pay anything for the ticket and all that stuff. Is there a calendar of events like a flyer students can pick up at Doso if they stop by? Yes. Okay. Um, they can do so. And we also have Mia Mon- Mondays every other Monday. Um, that's where we pass out our flyers and we also hand out like free stuff to students and that are useful, obviously. Um, I'd love to pick up some flyers for the Academic Success mm-hmm. Center. Yeah. Um, actually, next week we have our Catch Up with App and you can pick up our flyers from there. Okay. Um, trying to advertise for all of her events at once. I know. It's a lot of, I mean, that's your job, right, to have events. So it makes sense. But it's it's good because, I mean, as much as we try, and this is why I ask about recruitment too and spreading the word, I have events that are happening. We have so many workshops that are Mm -hmm. happening. And the more I talk about it, I feel like face-to-face is really important. And once mm-hmm. I explain as, like, a person with a voice to people, right. yeah. and even hopefully on the podcast, too, people will hear about us talking about how excited we are, and it'll feel like it's more accessible right. is yeah. the hope. Um, actually, a good uh, recruitment tip mm-hmm. is um, email works better. That's what we found out through our surveys. Okay. And um, Cork is also working better with students. Yeah. If you so great. Yeah. That, yeah, that's a good to know because I know we're all trying to use Cork more mm-hmm. and seeing if it works. So I'm glad that there's been positive feedback with Cork for sure. Yeah, we don't um, we sign in our students through Cork, so they have to have the app downloaded. Right. Um, that's why student well students tend to delete it, but we tell them to keep it because they get to know all these different events that are happening on campus. Cool. Well, as we wrap up, we always like to ask people what they do for self-care, what they're reading, watching, and listening to. So whoever wants to go first, you can. Just make sure you're loud enough. Um, Okay, self-care. My biggest thing is working out. I go to Orange Theory Fitness. They just opened, well, they are in the process of opening. It opens on January 31st, one in New Center um, by the... Fisher, it's not the Fisher. Is it the Fisher Building? Yeah, the Fisher Building. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Um, Love, love Orange Theory Fitness. Um, So, that's cool. And then, uh, what else do I do for self care? Reading. I don't. I have been really bad at reading. I haven't picked up a book in a really long time. Um, Me too. And watching watching on TV. (laughs) We've been watching a lot of Netflix documentaries. Um, The docuseries Rotten is really interesting. I'd recommend that one. And then also just, like, all the documentaries on, like, being keto and, like, plant-based diets, which is super dorky. But it's so interesting to see how changing your diet can, like, impact some people's health. Mm -hmm. So that's really been what I've been watching lately. Listening to anything? Listening? Okay, just listen. Did you guys ever listen to Time Flies? Yeah. I just started listening to it again this morning, which is just random. And I, like, missed that. That was a good <laughs> little band. So yeah. we're going to go with that one. Is it a podcast? Time Flies Tuesday. Or, it oh, used to be Tuesday. Time Flies Tuesday. Tuesday. It's these two guys that used to just do YouTube videos. Okay. Every Tuesday they drop a new one. And uh, Cal, the lead guy, 
would just like freestyle and rap. Oh. Um, but then he got famous and he came out with a song. And yeah. Now I don't think they do anything. No, no, I, I think well, Count Step Theory, whatever, I follow them. <laughs> nice. I'm going to edit that part out. No, I'm not. I'm no. no shame. No. Um, Priya, okay, tell us what you do for self-care. What are you listening wow. to? Watching? I actually started working out, too, cool. a month, and I want to continue that. Cool. If my tests let me. Okay. Anyways, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I do that, and I also like... Um, Looking at plants, I I love plants. Okay. And I just like whenever I go, I go home on the weekends. Cool. I stay um during the week I stay on campus, but on on the weekends I go home, and I just like water all the plants that are in my house and like um dance around the house. It's so funny, but okay, you can delete this part too. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Um, <laughs> yeah, probably not. Yeah. So I just like bother my mom a lot and like I try diff- cooking different things last last week I tried something but it came out really bad um and I um so there was this kid like my neighbor's kid at, at my house that day and she's like I'll name it something and I was like oh what do you want to name it she's like chili changa and I was like oh okay and I was like why did you want to name it that and she's like it's it smells really spicy but it turned out to be really spicy that nobody could <laughs> Too yeah. spicy. Yeah. Oh, too so spicy. spicy. People to eat. Yeah, no, I couldn't eat it myself. I was like, oh, this is trash. Um, <laughs> anyway, so yeah, I tried different cooking, different things. Mm-hmm. Mm. Are you listening to anything specific? Um. Okay. So I'm so sad because like they took off Friends of Netflix. Yeah. They took out Friends, and um, I'm really sad. And I don't have Netflix anymore, so okay. I don't know what I'm watching. Okay. Um, okay. I like watch random like YouTube videos. Yeah. Or like if I find a movie. Do you ever? Um, I'm a huge plant nerd. Oh, you are. I love plants. Me it's too. My favorite <laughs> is I can't wait for my plants. Well, they're a little bit in dormancy, but they're they're still growing. I'm amazed that in February and they're putting out new leaves. Yeah. So, do you have a favorite kind of plant? I love tropic. Plants. Okay. Because I'm from India, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and we try to, like, my mom, um, like, sometimes buys all these, like, tropical plants from stores. And they don't live long okay. enough in the winters. Okay. But we did this thing where, like, we um, attached, like, a, it's not a greenhouse, but it's, like, a simple, like, light system that my dad created just for the plants in the basement. Nice. And cool. we water them. And you should not water tropical plants that much. You probably water them in like two weeks you water them once. Yeah. Yeah, yeah they have to dry out completely. Yeah. And Learn that the hard way. Learned that so many so many times. <laughs> awesome. So I have some YouTube videos about plants that really? I can send yep, because I love random YouTube videos <laughs> mostly about plants. So have you heard about those air plants? Oh I have some air plants. You do? Yes. Do you know how they grow? No. I know I have to soak them. Like, yeah, once every, I just yeah. soaked mine today. <laughs> she bought me one for, yeah. yeah. It was like once a week, I think. But yeah. they can go a long time without, yeah. I'm really, a while. I'm terrible, I'm so mean to my air plants <laughs> compared to my other plants. plants. Yeah. I you tend to, to forget mom. about them. They're usually really small. Yeah. So. They take forever to grow. 
Um, cool. Sorry to break the plan. That's huh? all right. Um, Frankie, do you want to talk about Venezuela leading at all? Yes, absolutely. So also anyone involved with the campus activities team, if you're a student employee on campus or you're just interested in being a student employee or volunteer on campus, Learning While Leading Conference is open to any interested undergraduate student. It's happening February the 21st on a Friday. You don't have to stay for the whole day. You can just come to the morning or the afternoon if you'd like to. Please email me if you have questions and I will send you the link. I will also post the link on our Instagram account. Uh, my email is fr1209 at wayne.edu and I'll make sure I send you all of the flyers and information. Registration, um, if you want lunch, you need to register by February the 3rd because lunch is included and we just want to make sure we can prepare for as many people as possible. So we do have quite a few open seats left and we're very excited and it's very relevant. I know a lot of the topics are going to be relevant to self-care, stress, um, just academic success in general, balancing your life as a student, as a leader, as someone who is highly motivated on campus. Or even if you want to get motivated, we have the right people to put you in contact with. So very exciting things happening. Thanks, Vicki. Welcome. Um, thank you to our guests. Um, we loved having, having you on. And see you, everybody, or we'll talk to you every time. <laughs> Have a good day. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I was gonna see.